part eight of the albums of the decade series on West Who's Him Radio is brought to you by Oswell. From now until January 26, you can take your pick and save on any of Oswell's three mattresses, um, the Oswell, the Lux, and the Supreme. Um, the Oswell is the entry-level mattress, but it has nothing but high-level features. It's individually wrapped coils and cooling graphite and copper gel-infused memory foam will help you get your best night of sleep yet. The Lux's one-inch high-density foam provides added support and additional advanced cooling gel swirl foam to create the best of both worlds. And the Supreme offers maximum plushness with its built-in Eurotop and two inches of energy foam that provides pressure relief over a wide range of temperatures. After many iterations, Allspell finally nailed what they think is the perfect recipe for the ideal medium firm feel, and you can save big while getting all of the luxurious feel without the luxury price. Head to allswellhome.com and use the code hibernate at checkout for 10% off the Allswell mattress, 15% off the Lux mattress, and 20% off the Supreme. Again, that's allswellhome.com, code hibernate at checkout, sales in the sale ends January 26th. Uh, we are also brought to you, as always, by West Who's Him and West Who's Him.com, where a new piece by our resident teacher and, and entertainment savant, Ms. Rihanna Morgan, is either up or should be up shortly. Um, it is her favorite movies of the past 10 years, not her best. She said it. Um, so, yeah, please read that when you can. Um, consulting still chugging along. Check out the updated pricing menu and tap in, guys. It's the first of the year. So, no better time than now to make sure you're looking for something new or ready for when that moment arises. So, yeah, contact us for your professional development needs there. Um, the Albums of the Decade series still cranking along, too. Shout out to the homie T two times for her musings on To Pippa Butterfly in Part 7. Um, shout out to everybody who's participated thus far. Um, even the lost episodes, there are two of those. And let me just go ahead and get into this disclaimer now. Um, shout out to the homie Yans. She was supposed to have been Part 8, and she was supposed to have been Kanye West's um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I got a little bit of a sore throat. Um so yeah, uh, I'm doing it with the homie Jay Hurt, friend of the project, been on uh, in the past to do NBA talk. And I was on his show a few years ago to do a Kanye podcast where we ranked his best album. So actually, if not, Yans Jeremy was the most qualified to do this, but I was still hurting my heart. So I just just to set up like the scene, um, when I was setting this up, like Yans was actually one of the first people I hit up, if not the first person I hit up, because uh, she wrote something for me. Um, she works in music. Um, she wrote something for me on the music tip a few years ago for the website. And I just really, really value her music opinion. So um, when I was setting this up, I was like kind of adamant that like we incorporate her into the show just because I value her opinion. And um, I just figured it'd be a really good episode. And it was everything I imagined. We set it up for our homecoming weekend. She got down here, um, talked for maybe 90 minutes, but we could have kept going. It was, it was when I say it's one of the best episodes I've ever recorded. I, hands down, it was. Um, and it's Howard Homecoming weekend, right? So I'm in a great place, feeling good. We we say our goodbye. She goes off. I get ready for my Friday afternoon. Put my laptop up. Save it to my laptop. I don't know where my hard drive was, but I figured you know I was going to edit it soon anyway. It didn't matter. Whatever I get to. So fast forward five days later, and my screen is not turning on. Like my display is shot. Apple says something happened. I I still don't know exactly what happened to my screen, but whatever. I had to take it in for repair, and in repairing it, they wiped my hard drive. The audio's gone. So. Me and Yaz's episode is somewhere in the ether, never to be heard by anybody but nobody, because <laughs> we recorded it, and I never listened to it again, so um, hopefully she gets to come back on. I've extended the invite. She said she'd be more than willing to. We're going to try to do another album, but uh, Yaz, I just want to say I'm sorry, man. I'm, I hope you don't think that like I conveniently lost your audio and then recorded with somebody else, um, but conveniently, this is also a great episode, so I hope y'all enjoy it. 
coming up. Me and the homie Jeremy Hurt, uh, host of Let's Talk Bro, uh podcast on black masculinity on Kanye West, uh, My Beautiful Dark Space of Fantasy. But first, as always, my brother, William Lee. I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back, you can have it, without all you taught me, I never would have lasted, I know I can move through some Hollywood dudes. Alright, what's good, Brody? I'm here, the brother for this J- for this album talk. Jay Hurt for this back. album talk. Back on the mic, back yeah. on the podcast no, with I'm my saying. guy. Appreciate you coming on. This is gonna be part eight of the albums of the decade series, man. Uh, which has its own podcast feed, man. Check that shit out if y'all haven't already. Like and subscribe. This is probably gonna be on both podcast feeds, but you know, um, figured it'd be easier to like spread them out or split them up because people might actually just want to listen to these all the way through one day or binge them. You know, they don't need to be. Caught up in all the other conversations. So it's a good idea. You know? Albums of the decade, like, yeah. and yeah. it don't take much for me to just like upload it twice. It's not right. that big of a deal. So, yeah, bro. Uh, like I said, appreciate you coming back on the show. Of course. Yeah, dog. Um, well, you told me already what you picked. Do you have like any honorable mentions you want to? So honorable mentions definitely would be, I guess, both Kendrick albums, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. But you already did that, I think. Yeah, and then, uh, Good Kid was the very first episode. Yeah, and then probably Tipping Butterfly. Probably those two are probably like my honorable mentions. Tipping Butterfly is the one that'll be before yours. Gotcha. So, yeah, recorded that one. Trying to work around it. Because we, we went long on that one, too. We went like two hours. <clears throat> and it's, it's weird. I remember when I first got started with these, it was like... I want to keep them at around an hour because I want to make can't, people. You can't. You can't. It's too much. It's too a, much to a, cover. A, yeah, a, it's too much to cover, and B, I started looking at like because that's the thing is I listen to. I also didn't pay attention to this. It's like the Bill Simmons podcast once a week will go two hours, or like certain podcasts will go hour forty five two hours. Yeah, I mean it's not the biggest deal. Drink Champs goes like three hours. Which yeah, I, don't, I don't understand that. I can't sit down to a three hour interview. I mean, I, and for, Noriega don't really be talking about shit. To they me, don't. That's what kills me. I'm like, fam, like wrap it up, right? But uh, Drake Chance, Brilliant Idiots be going forever, and Schultz really don't be talking about shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Fuck so, it. Well, it works out. How long, however long it goes, it goes. Yeah, bro. So, um, yeah, so part eight. I think I'm going to build in a little drum roll here. Jeremy Hurt, what is yes, your sir. album of the decade? Whew, what a question. Um, My album of the decade is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by that guy. Kanye West. By that guy. Yeah, by that guy. That guy who it's appears funny. to be friends with Jay-Z again. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, that we'll, was, we'll that was interesting. That later, it's funny that like I'm about to talk so glowingly about this album and this person. Man. And it's like now to see where he is, it's I want to say fascinating. On, I want to say on, on album release day 2010, he was probably the most influential male in my life. I, I, I got to say, like, if I could go back in the time and think about where my head was on that day. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> my homegirl, Anna, I think I've, like, referenced her to you before. Uh, shout out to Ryan. She, um, she was doing Air Force training. This is my favorite joke to tell with her because she, she decided she wanted to go to the Air Force. I won't litigate, like, her story without her here to, like, right, right, right. tell it with me. But she decided Don't be she that was, black man. She wanted to go to the Air Force out of high school because she didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so she was at basic training. And... Um, Kanye dropped, Kanye dropped, and we was writing back and forth or whatever. And in one of my letters to her, I, I literally wrote it. It was the best rap album maybe ever and definitely since the Black Album. Mm. 
I wrote that on on record. Like she has it. It's on my laptop somewhere. She's like, like you. She was like you gassing this. No, I, but that's the thing is, I think she semi believed it. And okay. I think this is her favorite Kanye album. Um, well, we we did our own Kanye pod Lost, last year. It was two. It was twenty sixteen. That was sixteen. That was a minute ago. Damn. Yeah, because like, I en- oh, I ended oh, FTC Radio twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. I can't yeah. remember. It's too too much time has passed. But yeah. Damn, that's crazy. And I want to say I put my beautiful, I, my beautiful Doctor of Fantasy fourth on my list. Oh like Jesus, that's my, low. But I feel like my list has changed since then, and it's still probably Dang, four. I forgot about that. But <laughs> no, it, it might be three now. But it's got to take that episode out probably, the vault one day. My list probably changed. But yeah, it's it's, it's funny to think that um, at the time I definitely thought that like there was never going to be a better rap album than this one, like ever. Like I thought Kanye had like. Literally beat the system, like or broken it. I mean, that's what he said though, because he it was an interview with Zane Lowe. He said that you know he was basically trying to make the perfect rap album, and with Dark Fantasy, he did. Like in his eyes, he believes he does. He had made like the perfect rap album. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's part of one of the reasons why like I love it so much, because like just the intention about this shit was like everything was so particular and so like just planned yeah, ahead. And all and, the, yeah, the, the planned outness. Was yeah, crazy. that's. I mean, he. He really set out to make a perfect rap album, and I appreciate just the the ballsiness of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, all right, Wikipedia facts real fast. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is the fifth studio album by American rapper and producer Kanye West. Excuse my sniffles, y'all. It was released on November 22nd, 2010 through Def Jam Records and Rockefeller Records. Following a period of public and legal controversy, West retreated to a self-imposed exile in Hawaii in 2009. There, he worked on the album in a communal recording environment involving numerous contributing musicians and producers. The recording sessions featured guest appearances featured up a little from Bon Iver, Jay-Z, Pusha, Rick Ross, Kid Cudi, Nicki Minaj, John Legend, and Raekwon, among others. Um, what else? Camp. The Good Fridays campaign, we'll talk about that. My Beautiful Dark Mr. Fantasy was an immediate and widespread critical success and was named the best album of 2010 in many publications year in lists including the annual Pass and Jot Poll of American Critics Nationwide. The album also won the category of Best Rap Album at the 54th Grammy Awards, but was not nominated for Album of the Year, which I do remember and which why it's still fucked the Grammy. What a surprise. Um, it has since been ranked in several professionally curated lists as one of the greatest albums of all time. George Kondo's artwork for the art for the album, which I... So, shout out to uh, Yanni. We lost your audio. I hope you still listen to this and don't hate me for redoing it with my nigga Jeremy. Um... We didn't talk about the artwork, and I forgot how big of a deal the artwork was. Because it was like five or six different it was covers. Five or six different covers. Right. They had to like blur out that one of like the Phoenix, the naked Phoenix, like yeah. having sex with the. Dude. It was on top of like, yeah. on top of Kanye supposedly supposed mm-hmm. to be that. Yeah. Like Kanye, yeah. So, um, like you said, the intentionality on this album. Every, was everything crazy. was everything just was so thought about, yeah. and that's like that's one of the biggest things that stuck out to me. Like listening back to it, and then kind of doing some like little half-assed internet research beforehand, mm-hmm. just in terms of like just the amount of people he had for certain. Like thirty second snippets on the album, like I'm gonna use you as instrument on this, you know, Rihanna yeah. for the chorus of, you know, all, all the lights, the lights and yeah. then uh, Swiss beats on the chorus were so appalled. Like everything was so particular, it was, it's amazing. Yeah, I need to add a what's ace the best category because um, we'll jump into the questions in a second. Yeah. But um, it's funny to think I remember. So the the first voice you hear on the album is Nicki Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking how fucking sick that was, and I don't, I, I can't really. It catches you off guard. It catches you off guard, and I really haven't examined, I guess, like, sort of 
in a professorial way why I think it's so dope. But like just the, the notion that like Nicki Minaj is coming on this nigga's album, first voice you hear in, the, in her fake British accent, right. talking about you think you peep the scene you have in the room was far too mean. Like, and it le- it leads into what's my favorite song on the album, which is Ooh, Fancy. Can we get much higher, man? man. It, bro, that song is gorgeous. Like everything ties together. It's like, beautiful. It's, it's sort of celestial. Yeah, everything is very like I feel like I'm watching a I'm, play, yes, but like but yes, from the sky. Yes. It's not even like in an audience. It's like I'm watching it from above. It's like, crazy. Like I told you yesterday, I smoked some weed and listened to the album, and like mm-hmm. it literally feels like you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like kind of the rise of him with like power, and then mm-hmm. like then he's like you know, basically all right, fuck you. I am a monster now. Fuck, it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna embrace this shit, and then it gets you to fall with runaway. It's just mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so. First question: Why is this? We could we kind of dove into, but um, if you want to, yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah, why uh, is it your favorite album, or uh, in your opinion, the best album? Of the so I feel like even before the album dropped, he set us up with the Good Friday series. Shout out to the Good Friday like, series. So I think like living in, I think now living in like a like a post uh, Beyonce self titled album, I think this was the best, second best release of the decade. Because he was kind of teasing us with these crazy ass Good Friday tracks mm-hmm. every Friday, and then it's like, oh, if this is not on the album, what the fuck is gonna be on yeah, the album? Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, before Beyonce dropped self titled, I feel like this was the best release we had in the decade. Um, and and the, when you actually get into the album, like coming off 808s, he's like sing rappy, he's doing the auto tune. Mm-hmm. Like the first two songs, he's like really trying to like rap his ass off. Like obviously Kanye's not like the most lyrical dude, but like. Dark Fantasy and then Gorgeous. I feel like the verse, the first verse, or maybe the the first verse on Gorgeous is probably his best verse in the whole album. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is crazy. So like, just setting the stage, like you know, I was on that 808 auto tune bullshit, if whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then he comes with this one, just talking like really rapping, like really rapping, rapping on the first two songs. So like, like it just really hooks you in. Like, oh, he's he's different on this one. No, it's it's funny to think how. I don't want to use the word dumb because dumb is a harsh word, especially for what I'm about to talk about. But like, as a 16 year old, I was just very much like, because I remember when 808 dropped, um, and he wasn't like rapping at all, not at all. And I'm pretty sure he like, I'm, these interviews get lost. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, like KG's like sucking foot in his mouth about <laughs> about LeBron, mm-hmm. and then they, somebody put an interview with him basically encouraging LeBron to leave Cleveland in 2020. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, I'm pretty sure Kanye, like, made a point of saying in, like, 2008 that he was, like, done rapping. Mm-hmm. And so, and he had grown, grown that dumbass mullet out. And I just very much thought that he was done. Like, he was done rapping. It was a very weird time. Um, which is weird to contrast, compare and contrast to today. He's just a very, he's a period rapper, bro. Like, um, this is tangential. I might have brought this up with somebody, but, like, he's this generation Stevie Wonder to me where, like, he just does different things every three to five years. Like, he just kind of, like... Dibbles right. and dabbles in like different sort of like periods and methods and just like tries different shit. He's like an experimenter. I can I can I can see that. I can see um, that. Every every album, there's elements of certain albums on like you know Twisted Fantasy that you mm-hmm. can hear in other things, but like everything sounds different. Like yeah. every project sounds completely yeah, yeah, yeah. different than the other one. Um, and so I want to say he did a so shout out to T Pain Three Rings. I wish that came out this decade because I would force somebody to do that shit with me. But like <laughs> I think Three Rings came out in '09. I yeah. love that album because it came out. I remember it came out because I had knee surgery and my dad took me to Best Buy and I was on my crutches and I went and bought it because he wanted me to get out the house. Um, Underrated artist of our generation. Shout out to T Pain, bro. I I was a T Pain hater up and up pretty much up until Three Rings. 
I was I, like, I was definitely like a, a snap music hater until I got to college until I started drinking. That's when I started to appreciate like more like fun type music, mm-hmm. like all the snap shit, D4L. Like it wasn't until I started like really like partying and stuff. Like that's what I started appreciating, like T Pain, like that. I guess like and this is a T Pain podcast, even though this could be a T Pain podcast. Um, so my only thing with T Pain was, uh, which is weird because I didn't like, I didn't hate any of his music. I'm Sprung was my shit. I didn't really like I'm in love with a stripper. But I do remember when um, Bartender came out next year. Because I, I didn't really like Shorty Snapping. That was okay. Bartender was my shit. And then I always liked his singles or whatever. But it seemed like mm-hmm. when Three Rings came out specifically, that's when I started fucking with him. Anyway, there's a song on Three Rings called Therapy that Kanye's on. He's rapping. He's like sing rapping, but he's rapping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder when he recorded this. Just, just out of curiosity. I wonder like. Because does gonna... it sound more like Twisted right. Fantasy raps versus 808s? He's um, it's like a perfect thing. Oh, you too much pressure, doll. You gon' raise my cholesterol. I gotta lower the phone decibels just to talk, just to talk. I'ma get a girl with an ass just to solve. It's where men dolls like Reservoir, and I was Mr. Pink. Remember those nights on the kitchen sink? I was choking you in a good way, good way. Now we in the streets and I'm choking you in a hood way. When the cops come, what I could say? You know how all that gossip is. Next morning, boss of Perez. Any girl I take out, media take out. I need a break now before I break now. <laughs> Okay. It's like the, the song He's in that transition. Yeah, like the, the, I mean, the song is a sort of like semi emo song about like um, this girl who like is doing like T Pain and Kanye wrong and like one two three four. You know, I'm trying to remember the lyrics, but essentially like Kanye. It's a very like fun Kanye verse. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not depressed. It's not. He's like sing rapping, but it's not like the 808 sort of like depressed yeah. Kanye. So I was like, hmm, what is this? And then. Um, I think that like that sort of transitioned in Good Fridays, and he finally cut that dumb shit off his head, and I was like, "All right, but oh no!" The ama- by the time the amazing video came out, he was back to normal ish, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because he went on 106 with not with Jeezy, it was with one second people. Yeah, I don't, I remember that. No, I, I used to watch 106 every day. <laughs> <laughs> 106 apart. Rest it's, in it's, peace, 106 apart. It's this, it's this meme of Kanye. He wasn't smiling though. Um. I'm about to show you this picture. I've probably seen the meme. Uh, but, but. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, Chains is on there with oh, him. Oh, yeah. I don't know why Chains is on there with him, but Chains definitely on there with him. <laughs> like, you could tell he's in that, like, dark mindset, yeah. like, state of mind. Um, But, I mean, he had cut Damn. his hair. He was in a I, supposedly a better place. Time capsule photo right there. Rapping again. Yeah, it's, it's weird to think that Terrence. Roxy and Terrence still hosting the show, bro. Right. Um. So yeah, when Good Fridays happened or whatever, I was I'm a shine well, I'm shine from the city, so I'm always rooting for Big Shine. Um, so it was like watching. I I feel I was watching with like double interest, and you from Chicago, so I'm, I'm sure that like kind of informed how you looked at it too. But I wanted I wanted it to work mostly because I'm like, if you still on some weird shit, it's not good for Shine, and I need Shine to make <laughs> right. it. So could you could you go back to being a regular kind? And it wasn't even that like I think I liked a lot of songs on 808s even at that time. I think it kind of got you know kind of got dissed because it wasn't you know our typical Kanye. But I didn't like I think, Love Lockdown. Oh no, the single was trash. That, that, that first that, single was that, trash. That's what made me not want to listen right, to it. Right, right, Love Lockdown right. sucked so bad and Heartless kind of sucked me in. And that's yeah. when I finally started listening to it a little bit. But Love Lockdown was so bad. He should not he should like, not have led with that at all. 
Like he threw niggas <laughs> way off with that shit. I was like, "What is this, bro? Like you, come on." So man. I feel like because 808s left like a bad taste in some of our mouths. Like we were so thirsty for like, okay, what's the next album gonna sound like? Because mm-hmm. you can't give us two in a row of that. But I thought he was. That's where that's where I was after 808s. Is I was like, if you on this way for real, like if we doing 808s two and three and four from here on out, nah. Like, God bless so to hear him go like right back to like he's rapping on these first two tracks and then he hits us with power like I'm living in that 21st century doing something mean to it do it better than anybody you ever seen do it screams from the haters got a nice ring to it I guess every superhero need his theme no one man should have all that power The clock's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power The system broke and the school's closed The prison's The first single Oh my, I lost, yeah, I, I I lost got, my I mind I got a power story too I, I played that shit like 30 times I was at the crib Back at home, back at home, back at my house Played it like maybe 10 times on my computer, then went to my car and sat in my car and played it like again for like 10 times in a row. Like just sat in my car, didn't go nowhere. That shit blew my mind. Yeah, I just remember that was summertime, 2010. And that, I, yep. that, that summer was so distinct. Before school started. Yeah, that summer was so distinct again because niggas had just graduated from high school. So we were just kind of like in the wind. And we were downtown Detroit for some reason. I was with uh, my best friend who's in his whip. And I feel like it, de- it was debuting. That's when Car- Sarge's debut on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was like, the new Kanye West called Power is coming <laughs> on and new. It's like, all right, I'm excited to hear it. And then, yeah, the, that instrumental is probably one of my favorite instrumentals of all time. Yeah. That shit is incredible. But I mean, like, the way he plays with it, the way, we'll talk more about the song later too, but mm-hmm. the way he plays with it, his lyricism with it, I love that fuck SNL and the whole cast shit because I watch SNL every week. So when he did it, and then went on the show and then did the song, I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Um, a master of publicity, you are Kanye West. But yeah, He's always good at that. Yeah, but. Good and bad. Good, bad, the ugly. Um, all right, num- question number two. Memory of your first time listening to the album start to finish or uh, broadly to find any other fun memories involving uh, this album. Yeah, so like definitely listening to Power the first time in my car, then the Good Friday series, and then when the album dropped, I just remember like kind of looking back, this is one of the last albums I felt like you really, you kind of heard it everywhere. Because being on campus, I think it was my junior year when mm-hmm. it dropped, like everybody was playing this, like going through the Hampton Harbors apartment complex, you hear it. I think I went on campus to pick something up, mm-hmm. hearing like the songs played like loudly just from people's car speakers. Like, that was probably my biggest memory of just hearing the album the day it dropped. Like, everybody's playing that that album. And then looking back, the way we kind of consume music now, mm-hmm. like, you don't really get that same that same reaction. Like, people just kind of, especially maybe college environments is different, but that's what I remember most about, like, listening to the album when it first dropped. Just everybody was listening to that shit. Yeah, this is related but unrelated at the same time. Um, yeah, so I was looking at, so I was trying to get my year-end list together this year for songs. And I was trying to pick between some little baby songs, which no shade to baby because you made the list. But There's too his, many babies his, out here. Little baby specifically, all his songs, all his no, no, wasn't little baby. Was the dub baby? Dub baby. Fuck. <laughs> Seems too many. I'm not it? even hot or drunk. Um, little baby, dub yeah, baby. Yeah. So I love, I love, I, I, I didn't say no shade to the baby who I fuck with heavily because he is a cartoon character in the world, in the rap world that needs him. But all his songs sounded like, and I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, so I was trying to choose between Bop and uh, uh, um, Going Baby. 
and going baby is hard, but it sounds just like Bop. And I, mm-hmm. I ended up choosing Bop, I think, just because I fuck with how he been fucking with the promo for this song. Literally, like that's that was the, that was that was the, the the hairs I split on. It right. was like, which one had a video? Um, so I was like, damn. Uh, well, did Going Baby even come out this year? It's like, yeah, it came out in March. I'm like, okay, well, it's been a long year. And then I, I was looking on Wikipedia, and that was his debut album. And then Kirk was his second album. And I was like, I thought that was a debut. I was like, man, what? What? What is? I mean, that's kind of the point. I felt when when I named the albums of the, of the decade, and I was like asking people to do it. They were like, so does it have to be albums? Or can it be podcast? I mean, um, mixtapes? Mix can it be? And I'm like, man, y'all right. I didn't even this, think about that. This part. is the decade <laughs> where it's like we don't know what to call anything now. No, nope. like everything, like. People say they mixtape, but it probably sounds like an album. Yep. Like not, nothing, none of that shit probably even matters anymore at this point. Like mixtape album, project. I call everything a project. Yeah, you got to call everything a project. But once upon a time, I do, I do think there are certain rappers who like influence the notion of like I'm just gonna call it a mixtape. I think people were trying to get ahead of the PR battle by being like, if I call it an album, people are gonna treat it like right. an album. But if I call it a mixtape and it happens to be good, then I get the good. Yeah, it's, it's an album, me. right? Whatever, nigga. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I say that to say that like it was just it's kind of cool to think that like Kanye actually took the time to like because that's the thing people don't really publicize their albums no more. It's just kind of like here go the single, right? It's coming out in two weeks or it's coming out on Friday. It's like yeah, there's there's no rollouts anymore. No, nah, nah. and he 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 wrote the fuck out of this one out. Yeah, um, which, which he he kind of needed to just to get people to like him again. Yeah, it is weird to think that like Good Friday was actually a good PR campaign. It was it was amazing because it built so much hype. Yeah, because like if these, hype and goodwill, right? And the fact that some of those songs didn't even make the album, like how? Right, because they're all, you could make it. You could almost make like a greatest. You could like to the mixtape point. He could have dropped a mixtape with with those songs. <laughs> And real, it could have been real, as good as some folks' albums. You know what I'm saying? Is that on the playlist? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Real niggas already made it. Um, all right, so Good Friday's real quick, just to go, we've been talking around it. Um, was a weekly free music release for those who don't know. If you listen to the My Beautiful Dice of the Fantasy podcast and don't know That's, about Good Friday, what are you it's doing? Slightly problematic. Um, yeah, launched in support of his fifth studio album, My Beautiful Dice of the Fantasy, blah, blah. The intention was to release a free new song every Friday for a few months to promote his album, and the weekly tracks generated feature, generally featured various rappers from his label, Good Music, and other artists he usually collaborated with. Um, so we got Power Remix with Hove and Swiss. Crazy. Monster with Hove, Rick Ross, Nicki, and Bonnet. The and original Ed, version of Monster, which too. Which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, Runaway Love, which confused the shit out of me with Bieber. Was that, oh, yeah, Bieber, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Devil and New And Raekwon, right? Yeah. Yeah, stupid. The OG Devil in the New Dress. Um, Good Friday, which is my favorite of, mm. of all of them. Laura, 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 which goes crazy, which just sonically is just ahead of his time. Um, so Appalled, which still goes crazy. Mm. Damn, he dropped a ton. Uh, Christian Dior Dinner. Christian my Dior my Dinner favorite Club. Good Friday track, not on the album. Um, Don't Stop. Shout out to Child Rebel Soldier, which they're going to make an album when we 55. Like, we and nobody's going to care. Gonna care. Like, like, we still care, bro. And that song kind of let me down, I'm not going to lie. I liked it. It was okay. It was cool. Um, I feel like I listened to it. So when I was doing my Kanye boycott, I listened to the Good Friday tracks. During the boycott? Yeah. (laughs) I felt I just like pulled the playlist up and just went through all the tracks. Mm. And like, Don't Stop got a groove to it. I think I had so high expectations because, oh, it's Kanye, Lupe, uh, Pharrell. Pharrell. It's got to be the best song ever. And I was like, it was just okay. I mean, that's the thing, bro. They're giving us... I feel like I have two songs. They probably given us another two that I haven't seen or that I'm just not hip to. And it's like, 
Us Places was okay too. It's not like, right. It's it, was, it was never was like, like crazy. You know, I think our excitement kind of <laughs> was probably better than the actual song. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Us Places too. If you ever heard that, um, I might spice that in here just because. Uh, what a take one for the team. Don't look down. The joy, which Whew, is on Watch the Throne, which I'm still trying to do with somebody looking for trouble. Chain heavy, and then Christmas in Harlem. Shout out to, I hope y'all listen to Christmas in Harlem this week as y'all prepare for. It's a great, great Christmas the holiday season. Um, yeah, and then he tried to. They say he he ran it back fake with Pablo with real friends, no more parties in thirty hours. I don't remember that. It's like a good. Fr- he actually, I do remember that. Like he tried to like bring it back, but nobody was really checking for it because that. But that, I like all three of them songs. So I'm kind of like because hey. that release was so shitty, and that's the thing I'll get into at some point. Um. Yeah, the Pablo release was not great. Yeah, and, and that's weird too to think about how he was so intentional with everything yep. on his album, and then six years later, I mean, he almost bothered on Pablo. every release after that. I think I can't remember the release around Jesus, but like Pablo had a shitty release, the Ye album had a shitty release, and then if we're even looking at Jesus as King, like all these albums post Twisted Fantasy have had like the most like botch, like yeah. push back the date, like know. changing up songs on Pablo still after it drops. Like everything has been so... That was supposed to have been the selling point for Pablo though, was this idea that it was a living album. Is it album. a selling point or is it like... But that, trying to... that pissed me off though, because and this is just me being like stuck in my ways and stubborn and OCD about certain things, but like... When I download your album, when I listen to your album for the first time, don't fucking change the songs, but bro. I, I, and I agree with you, but I do like what he put in uh, Lord, uh, Father, Stretch My Hands, the little kind of chorus he put in there mm-hmm. with like the people's voices. That kind of sounds dope, but I think it was kind of a cop-out because the album probably wasn't finished. Like, oh, let's add this shit in because we didn't But it was certain shit. things like, bro, like I had, I mean, I ended up, I'm pretty sure I still have the the sort of first um, first version of, of uh, Pablo. On my hard drive somewhere. Ooh, MP3 files. Um, what are those now? What are those? <laughs> but yeah, like I really like Ultra Light Beam. It's my shit. It's and, great. and so um, I shouldn't say it's my shit. It's a gospel song. But I don't know. Like Chance has this. So on the on the new version, Chance comes in a little bit early. Well, not a little bit early, but he has this no one can judge part. And I was like, I didn't learn that part. <laughs> It's, it's like you go to it's like you go to choir rehearsal, you miss one rehearsal, and then they come in with like new ad libs. So in your like, car, like trying to jam out, and like, wait a minute, I don't even know this part. that's real. I had it down. Um, Kendrick yeah. did the same thing on Lust, bro. It's like this little um, on on damn, because Lust is my shit, and I, I downloaded. He changed it after the fact. He puts um, on the on the, the the guitar like breakdown. Yeah, he he added that like maybe I'm that that part is at is new not new but like he put it in afterwards mm. and because I remember I was like I learned all of them right. for the most part learned it like a weekend and then he changed some shit up and I was listening to it again I was like why are you rappers insistent on on changing shit after release bro like you released it <laughs> like, that's stop. a trend that I'm glad didn't really pick up as much as like some of these artists probably wish they would. I'm actually surprised Travis Scott didn't like take that shit and run with it. Like that's, that seems like somebody's gonna play. try to do it at some point. Like really, like stick to it. Like oh, this is the this is the first version of the album. <laughs> Six months from now, you're gonna get part two. Like no, we don't want that. Right at all. But yeah, like it speaks to like how just intentionally he was about Twisted Fantasy and how everything was just like quote unquote perfect as he calls it. And then his subsequent releases have just been like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So lyrically, production wise, it's just like. Almost like he's chasing Twisted Fantasy again, like the, how per- perfect that was. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Probably not. Probably not. Um, all right. So, yeah, my memory the first time, my first time listening to it, like I said, I um, I was just gassed for it. I was so excited. And then it came out 
Thanksgiving weekend of that year. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Cause I think it's the week, like the 22nd. Like yeah, the November week, 22nd. The week of, yeah. I remember, because I was definitely at Howard, but I, was, I bought it when I was at home uh, for for the holiday. Because um, that, that same Best Buy I bought three rings at, I bought um, this at, but Dark Fancy at. And I, I bought late registration there, too, for I guess this weird sort of circle of life. Um, yeah, and I was very excited to listen to it. And like I said, Nikki coming in on the first song, like, mm-hmm. fucked me up. And I was excited for to hear Power in Sequence and all of the lights and... Mm-hmm. I just was very excited for everything, man. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely was like a, a mini hype beast back then. I definitely got caught in the hype. I'm probably too much of a hipster now because I'm I rank it so low on on the Kanye rankings. But I at at that point in time, like like I said, there was no there was no better rap album, and there was never gonna be a better rap album. I was like, as long as Kanye West is making rap albums, he got his throat. He got his hands around. Yeah, his he could give us bro. five more of these. Honestly. Straight up. Because I think the thing about this album is that it almost exceeded our expectations. Yeah. I think this is an album for me, at least, like it's like for myself, like going into it, like, yeah, Good Fridays is dope. But then the other shit that he had on the album was like, wait, whoa, this is like going above and beyond what I even thought this album was going to be. And then, like, again, like comparing it to 808s, like this is, this is like everything we wanted and more from Kanye, mm-hmm. like putting everything together in like a succinct way. And then like just the just the length of some of these songs, like seven, eight minutes. Yeah, he yeah, he he went for it on the on Right. The, like who who the fuck these, does that? On a lot of these he went for it. I, I will say though too, is um when I think what I mean when I think about Kanye's progression as a musician, as a superstar, um I don't know, like so when I think about so when I was calling him a period artist a little bit earlier, <clears throat> so I think his first three albums of like are of the same sort of period, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 808s, he veers off the road a little bit. And then he 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 takes, like, the best. I feel like um, Dark Fantasy is, like, the best. If, if if he could, like, put Graduation of 808s into, like, a blender and guarantee it tastes good. Mm-hmm. That's a weird analogy. But, like, that's sort of, like, because to me, Graduation is, like, his very first superstar album where, like, oh, yeah, I'm that nigga. And, and my favorite part about Graduation. anthems on Graduation. My favorite part about Graduation is, um, which is kind of a trope I dealt with talking to my homie about Beyonce's album, is I think musicians do have this period of their career where, like, they actually want to write their shit. Just as a point of, like, I'm a professional musician. I can write my own music. I don't right. need nobody help. Um Beyonce's face didn't last very long, but I, I, I appreciated about Kanye, especially on graduation. He was like, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rapper and a writer." Like, I, can I thought do my Sean own wrote some of those on graduation? graduation. I don't think so. I thought Kanye Maybe. wrote the majority of that shit himself. I, don't know, I could be wrong. I even gotta look it up. But um, yeah, but um, I think about. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure he had like tons of help writing this one. But oh yeah, Saha is all over. Yeah, Saha is all over this. <laughs> but Saha and Cuddy, but. I I do think he still appreciated like the notion of like I'm a superstar. I owe the fans like a show. You know what and I mean? I think he you, you I think because obviously we know he has always had writers. Like we you I think on this album like we be, I believe him so much more. Like because mm-hmm. just coming off of what he went through with like the Taylor Swift shit and then the Amber Rose relationship, it's just so honest. And like all Kanye's music is honest, but like there's a level of like just like vulnerability I think in this album and like. Because even like power, he's like super cocky, super arrogant, but he's also like no one man should have all this power. Yeah. He's acknowledging this shit at the same time. And then also again, like on Monster, like I think the last verse, like the Bond Iver part, like, you know, mm-hmm. I've crossed the line. 
and I let God, God decide. decide. Like there's yeah. at the same time, He's saying that you know I am a monster, but at the same time, maybe I crossed the line. So right. it's like there's that recognition of that within like the kind of self reflection within certain the songs that are the most braggadocious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All Which right, I appreciate. I mean, so I feel like we've kind of talked around, not even really, but like so. I mean, the backstory that like even led to, um, led to this. Mm-hmm. So so after 808, so yeah, so after 808, when Kanye's, I'm, I don't know what what the, like mindset that he was in, but he's dating Amber, Amber Rose, um, <laughs> what which is weird. So th- this is actually so when I was talking to my homegirl about it, we recorded it. Um, Malcolm Gladwell actually just did a podcast with Bill Simmons, and he referenced the Taylor Swift incident. Mm-hmm. But what was funny to me was that in the years since, it seems like I mean it is it was it was and is a sort of like. It was a very big deal. I'm not trying to pretend like it wasn't a, a, a seminal incident in both of their careers. Mm-hmm. But Gladwell said that it happened at the Grammys. And I was like... It was MTV. That was at the VMAs, bro. Yeah, MTV. But it's weird to think that, like... It got blown it up. Got like, blo- it, it got happened at the Grammys now. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, that's, the, the story just this, gets grander. Right, the story gets grander. This is going to have happened at the Vatican, bro. Like, Jesus right. Christ. But I'm like, damn, it's actually it's the Super Bowl now, <laughs> right? Like this shit happened at, at the White House at the, at the, at the swearing in ceremony. That's um, funny as hell. Yeah, so I'm like, damn. Okay, so Kanye rose drunk as shit. Obviously, we we have that photo evidence. The of Henny drinking Hennessy at the at the ass in hand. <laughs> Yo, that was a period in time, bro. Shout out to Amber Rose, her fine ass. Lord, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a period in time. Um, so yeah, he he rose up on stage, and I remember so I, the high school I was going to. Was a boarding school. Uh, we had study hours from like eight to ten, mm-hmm. and I couldn't watch the show. And that we had like this crazy ass. This was before streaming was great anyway. And then we had mm-hmm. this crazy ass firewall, so I couldn't watch it. So I just remember being on, and this, I wasn't even on Twitter. I was on Facebook, and I was like, "What did Kanye do?" And then like some people told me, and then I was like, "I'm pretty sure that my next my next status was like." So we was depressed when Kanye like went emo on us, and now that he's kind of back to normal where like go away Kanye I was like would y'all make up our minds dog you probably remember better than I do this wasn't the first time he hopped on stage right nope, nope. and was I think before then right it before the SNL did a like a spoof of it where he, yeah. was, on, he was on the show as a musical guest which the SNL line is funny um, he went on SNL and they they ran a skit by him where he played a dude who like would just interrupt speeches right and it was just like random stuff like the first place pumpkin at like uh, the pumpkin carving contest he would like run up there and be like no offense but my pumpkin was better than yours and like he was making fun of the fact he used to do the shit right so i just thought it was like kind of i don't know like not not to say that like we didn't think that it was peculiar at the moment too but i do think at that point in time it was like he had committed a federal offense i was like yeah 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 on, the, re- the reaction to it because even obama was like he's an asshole yeah he's an asshole and that and that that, that, was, that got brought up too like the fact that obama like felt compelled to comment it's on like it. it's just like the fact that we prioritize award shows so much and like put them on this pedestal as if like some grand tragedy happened yeah like it's, it's okay like taylor swift's career Went crazy after that. So why are we mad? But uh, but uh, she blew up. Like I didn't know Taylor Swift was. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know who like the white Kanye is in this sort of situation I'm about to build out. But like if somebody hopped on if Beyonce had won that award, somebody hopped on stage and it was like, no offense, 
But Taylor Swift had yeah. the greatest. Yeah, we would we would have went crazy. We would have went crazy. I feel like black people would have went crazy. But it's really like the flip. I guess side I'm of looking it. at it from from that perspective. Yeah, we would like if if maybe if you fast forward a couple of years and Twitter was popping off at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would have been hell. Yeah, for for. For whoever did that, like especially if it was a white man, oh my god! But no, it was not. But here's where here's where I slightly disagree is that I rem- I remember the very next day Jay Leno had like that NBC was working on this thing with Jay Leno where he had a ten o'clock show or whatever, hmm. and was that run this town time? I think it was run this town time. And Kanye, Rihanna, and Hove were scheduled to go on and perform run this town, and it wasn't even Kanye's song. But they made, not made, but Kanye had his own separate interview with uh, Jay Leno. Where right, Jay Leno, they sat him down they like sat a kid. Yeah, it was like, do you regret what it you did? It was like, did? what would your mother think of yeah, this? Like bro. some wild shit. I remember that. I remember I'm that. I'm like, yo. I'm, I mean, again, like I'm not justifying the behavior. Like he did some drunk shit. But Blew out of time, proportion. Blew way out of proportion. It's like, bro, I'm almost certain that like they wouldn't sit Blake Sheldon down as like a fucking little boy if he did that shit in the sense of Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just, just like we got to show you this, this, this Negro. We got to put you in your place after you disrespect our white woman. Point of, point of comparison. That's all <laughs> like, I'm saying. Point of comparison. I remember that. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So just as that backstory is like, he he did come back defiant and humbled. But like, I feel like the humility came out in like the sort of Good Fridays and the collaboration and mm-hmm. the, like I feel like he channeled all of that like back into, that the had, back into the music. And then other albums like music, it's fashion, it's it's Trump, it's like fam, just shut up and rap, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. I'll get on get on my Fox News shit. Shut up I and mean, dribble, my nigga. If, if I had, I ain't a, trying to hear all that. If I had a hunch, I I mean he don't like we discussed already. He don't write too much of his shit no more, no way, but. I would I would assume he has like really bad writer's block and just don't want to like. I thought you might better say he has really bad writers now because I mean either, too, either way that too because I did listen to uh, Jesus is King and I tried I couldn't no that's the thing is I, I went in with <laughs> I was just like this is stupid we I'll be jumping around I'm gonna get back into the questions but <laughs> I I, went, I jumped back into I mean I um I listened to it the day it came out because I was I sort of came to this conclusion which I still don't necessarily disagree with I just think he's acting strangely but I do think that anybody anybody as like narcissistic as Kanye was actually does think he's a prophet bro I do think he's like actually come to this point where he oh, thinks yeah, like he, God he, sent him here right, to like, of course. for I, a higher purpose Yeah. so I'm not about to be like you are a hypocrite or you're like you're dragging me to hell you know what I'm saying I'm not about to do all that shit I feel a lot of people are like questioning another a grown man's relationship with his God I'm not about to do that but that album was mad mid, and I'm kind of disappointed that I gave it a shot. I, I will say, it. Mm, yeah, I think I think we don't have to talk about current Kanye. We can stick we can stick to the yeah, 2010 Kanye I'll, I'll at a happier day. time. But yeah, like to your point, I think with all the Taylor Swift backlash with the Amber Rose relationship, he was he just focused so much on the music, and he put like all his intention in the music, and mm-hmm. like you see how focused he was, and then comparing other albums, just not have it at all, at all. Uh, all right. Question number three: um, What would you say is your best three to five str- three to five song stretch on the album? That's easy. It's easy. So appalled. Devil in a new dress. Runaway. Those three. And then oh. if you want to, if you want to go further and say monster and do a four track uh, sequence, I might do that. But since you asked three, I'm doing so appalled. Devil in a new dress. Runaway. Like those three. Like it's just like. 
the peak of the album, in my opinion, in terms mm-hmm. of like just okay, you got the posse cut with everybody on it. Then you get this like beautiful, like almost love ballad, and then Rick Ross comes in and just destroys the shit. And then you got the, the guitar solo in the middle, mm-hmm. and then Runaway is just its own wild thing with like the piano comes in. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's another nine or what seven minute song. Yeah, nine minutes. I'm I'm about to high tech you. I don't really like Runaway like that. Woo. Um, Ooh. Which, which, bro, like that's that's why that's why the album has fallen down the rankings to me because really? I feel like I was just kind of cool. Like, what I felt, like, I felt like I was supposed to like Runaway, so I did. <laughs> I also don't like Gorgeous like that. Like, it's cool. God, just I don't it, need it. Just keep digging deeper <laughs> into my heart. But I, but that's the thing, bro. Is like Dark Fantasy is top three Kanye for me. So my my three to five song stretch is probably starts at Power, uh, All of the Lights, Monster, So Paul, and Devil in the New Dress. Mm. Um. Monster's crazy. We'll talk about the that beat. Later. Oh my god! I was on the car on the way here. The beat on that. Yeah, it's just so dark and like you feel like you're actually in some like dangerous shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I want I want to start at the beginning because like I said, Dark Fantasy is crazy. It's just that I don't really. So I thought, I, I'm, I I'm not I'm not the, I'm not a Cuddy fan, bro. And like Gorgeous is kind of like sleepy to me. It, like, no, it I, is. I it is. It is. Song, it is. Like I it, think it feels like. On an album that doesn't have filler, it just feels like if I had to pick some filler, that'd be. One of I can see it's definitely like a little bit of a lull, like especially after Dark Fantasy. And Dark Fantasy comes. like smacks me in the face. Yeah, it's and definitely then, a little yeah. bit of a lull. I mean, I, I think I got into a discussion with my girlfriend about that because I had a similar feeling about it. But I think this week, kind of playing over and over, I think he just really wanted to show off how well he could rap. Like he mm-hmm, has three verses mm-hmm, in a row. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's probably his best rapping on the album, in my opinion. And then he puts Raekwon on. I think that's like he wanted to make a really dope rap album. Mm-hmm. Fuck all the frills for that moment, at least. Fuck yeah. all the frills. So I appreciate it for that. But it is a little bit of a lull. I still fuck with it, but I see, I see what you mean. Like it is like okay, this is kind of it's kind of skippable. I will say if you choose like a couple of skippable tracks. Yeah. So I mean, one of the categories is like stuff you change or like maneuver around or whatever. And honestly. If Dark Fantasy went directly into power, yeah, it crazy. oh my god, <laughs> it I might have jizzed in my pants. It would have been crazy. I mean, so for me, skippable tracks, I'll definitely put Blame Game. Never liked it. Mm. Never liked it. Mm. It's too long. It is mad long, and it's just like we don't really need I don't, this. I don't really get the Chris Rock part. I understand it's funny as fuck, but Easy I never quite me, like, yeah. understood like what that was about. I'm not about. sitting through that. Maybe like, I, I guess shots at Amber, but then it was also like it's why? just kind of pointless. It's yeah. just kind of pointless. Like. You know how to how'd you get looking like this or you know easy re- reposted your pussy like I, I like it's just like I'm like I don't need to do this. Easy taught you well, right? Easy taught. You it's like it's like well. after after it's like after Runaway you have this like very self critical Kanye and like you know toast for the douchebag toast for the assholes and then he comes right back with blame game like mm-hmm. oh but I taught you all this shit though it's like <laughs> yeah. perfect yin and yang in those no I, but that's the point is he really is. Um, <laughs> He is two people inside of one oh, person. Oh, like Gemini. Shout out to the gang, 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 gang. Oh, shit. Hey, fuck you, boy. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, Blame Game would definitely be my, my skippable track. Yeah. All right, so uh, is your favorite song in that stretch? or mm, It's tough. Like, some days my favorite song is Power. Like, mm-hmm. play that shit 30 times. Some days, I got yeah, I got moments. Power and then the, that three strong, three song stretch I just mentioned. Probably my two favorite, you know. Yeah. Home to the album. Um, shout out real quick to See Me Now. I thought See Me Now was a... Um, with Charlie Wilson? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty that's sure that was a good Friday track, too. And mm-hmm. then he put it on the album with, with a Sean verse that I don't really like like that. But Charlie and Beyonce do their thing on there, man. Yeah. Did you catch In So Appalled? 
and you might know because you more, more, know more Beyonce than I do. Like Jay's line, he's like, I don't have to pause. All of y'all suck my balls through my drawers. Like Beyonce flipped that shit. What's whatever song that was? Suck my balls, pause. Like she flipped that shit. Yeah, I just noticed when I was listening did. to that shit today. That's I was like, wild. oh, a little fun fact. Like, okay, That's I see wild. a little couple love and okay. shit, black love. Okay, okay. A little, little relationship um, referencing. Right. Uh, what else? Favorite song? Best song on the album. What would you the say that best? is? Best? Man, that's tough. I don't know. It's so hard. I mean... Yeah, this is actually the hardest question. It's the hardest question. Like, I, I mean, I could, do, I could do Power. I could do Runaway, Devil in a New Dress. I think on, on sheer, like, volume, like, like, amount of just, like... Shit thrown at the wall. I think all of the lights have been See, that's a song. Like Elton John is on there, bro. Like you can't just like not like include it in the list of possible. I think that's a song that like I could probably skip, to be honest. Hmm. I could probably skip it. That. It is, but that's the thing, is like that's another filler song. So that's the thing. This album has too, filler, bro. A little bit, but, but it's so good. That's the thing, it's so good, and it has actual niggas on it. Like you're not about to call he got a Ray Kwan feature. You're not about to call that a filler song, bro. You know what okay. I'm saying? You, you can't, can't call that filler. Like you get Elton John to play piano on your shit. You can't call that a filler song, even if it is just kind of like there to get you to the next room. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like to your point of how you could go from dark fantasy to power, I could go from power to monster. To monster. Easily. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I could, I could definitely skip. That'd actually be crazy, bro. Um, And then, like, to, not to the songs I don't like, but I feel like as great as the album is, the ending falls a little bit flat. I love the Gil Scott Heron poem. Like, America. the drums at the, at the end. Like, it's really, like, it, it builds up to this moment. But... I don't necessarily want to go to those songs like in my you know playlist. Like I'm not gonna put uh -huh. like you know uh, "Lost in the World" on a playlist, or I'm not gonna put "Blame Game" on a playlist. So the uh -huh. ending of the album, as great as those songs are, it just falls a little bit flat. If I have to nitpick a little bit, but I'm saying that that's like the play. That's just we just live in a playlist era where you can choose to yeah. not listen to certain things if you don't want to or pick stuff out. Because I mean, generally speaking, I listen to dark fantasy start to finish pretty much. I don't. I don't. The only songs I pick out to listen to. On their own are like power and monster. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if I turn on Dark Fantasy, I probably am gonna just listen to the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. So, um, what's your favorite song? Dark Fantasy. Dark Fantasy. Because um, so my 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 favorite lyrics are on there, and I feel like that to me that carries like the I most water. This back is crazy. That song nigga crazy. said, uh, uh, "What he say?" <laughs> Like a fat booty, Celine Dion. Sex is on fire. I'm the king of Leona Lewis. Beyond the truest. Hey, teacher, teacher, tell me how do you respond to students and refresh the page and restart the memory? We spark the soul and rebuild the energy. We stop the ignorance. We kill the enemy. Sorry for the night. Demons are still visiting me. The plan was to drink it to the pain over. But what's worse, the pain or the hangover? Fresh air rolling down the window. Too many Urkels on your team, that's why your wind's low. Don't make me pull the toys out, huh? Don't make me pull the toys and fire up the engines, huh? And then they make noise. Can we get much higher? Uh -huh. So high. 
I'm, that's my favorite. Like, that's my favorite. Rap. That's my favorite Kanye rap part right there. Like that that period right there where he does that. I um, think in not Kanye verse, but obviously the Rick Ross verse is might be his best verse. Looking at my bitch, I bet she get your ass a bone. Looking at my wrist, it turn your ass to stone. Stretch limousine, sipping rose all alone. Double headed monster with a mind of his own. Cherry red chariot, excess is just my character. All black tux, nigga shoes lavender. I never needed acceptance from all you outsiders. Had ciphers with Yeezy before his mouth wired. Before his jaw shattered, climbing up. And then I love Psy High's verse on So Appalled. It's like, I am so outrageous. I am so outrageous. outrageous. I wear my pride on my sleeve like a bracelet. If God had an iPod, I'd be on this playlist. My phrase is amazing. The faces and places, the favorite. Huh. My cup overrun up with hundreds. Dummy, damn it's hard not for me to waste it. The new commandment. Y'all should not hate If God had an iPod, I'd be on his playlist. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um... I was listening to, I mean, the Nicki Monster verse. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody loves it. How would you How would you rank the verses on Monster? <laughs> I think I would go Nicki, Kanye, J. Yeah, I like, I like that's, Jay's. that's probably right. That's pro- that's probably because Jay's right. like King Kong, Godzilla. I was like Jay, why are you just naming monsters? <laughs> Goblin, goo was up. I was like, what's that goo? Like, what the fuck was that? Bro? Love. I don't get enough, I don't get enough of, of it. it. I, I like, like it. Jay, what are you yeah. doing right now? That's, so this is, I like the verse. It is third, though. It is third. It's though. like weird a little bit. Yeah. I love his verse on Soul Paul, but the monster verse, I'm like, nah, you, you coming last. Hove was, I, I'm always nervous every time I hear, I hear a new Hove verse nowadays, bro. I feel like it's been that way all day. Yeah, he, it's, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. I love I, I love what he did on the, the Meek Mill track last year. No, that's the thing is, I, I told niggas before 444, I, um, my homeboy had a birthday party. Um, in May, so before we came out in June, his birthday was like the first of May, and we didn't know what was coming. And I remember Shina had come out, and Shina verse was cool, but it was cute. It wasn't like a whole verse, right? So I was like, if we gonna get twelve Shinings, I don't need another Hove album. Like mm-hmm. I'm straight. And then four forty four came out, baby, feel like a jack. But I was like, honest to God, I was like, yo, if this is if this is the phase of Hove that we gonna get now, like just like. Just happy dad raps. Like I'm happy you I in a good place, it. my nigga. I but don't I don't need, need those. Like, nope. and then he then he came back and literally gave us the exact opposite. He's almost due for another album, so he's probably nervous again. 2020. It's been three years. But he be rap. Well, I ain't gonna say he be rap. He do like three verses a year. But that's the thing. It's like the what's free verse gives me hope. Is that like right. you're still on your toes, bro? Yeah. Um, I don't be feeling that way all the time. <laughs> hope I don't. Um, or how these NF, uh, post NFL deal raps gonna sound? Oh I do not know. God. Oh my god! <laughs> He's gonna try to like play us so hard. Like I gave you niggas the NFL back, like cat. Like it's gonna be no, some. No, no, He's gonna mention it, and it's gonna be terrible. I already, I already know. I already, it's, gonna, it's, gonna it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be, it's gonna it's gonna be, be terrible. It's gonna be a NFL back cap line. It's gonna be yep. a Goodell go to hell line. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be some. We not kneeling. <laughs> we not kneeling. Um, Blue says she can't see the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Some dumb shit like that. We're gonna hate his NFL verse is gonna be so trash. You oh, heard it first shit. on the West Susan podcast. And ceiling is definitely getting used, bro. That's now that's a hundred percent getting used, bro. I can say that with certainty. It is. Book that one. Kneeling and ceiling is getting is getting rhymed. Yo, black men, are you tired of being told that men are trash? Are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity? Are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you? All in the videos, dancing. I bet. Check this out. Cue the music, please. 
My name is Jeremy Hurt, and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on Black Masculinity. We have conversations on Black Masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendship, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Pro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, and call each other out for problematic behavior like telling your boy to man up when he's crying because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's Talk Bro drops every Wednesday anywhere you can find podcasts. We already did weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just kind of just ran through favorite lyrics. Uh, popularity album. We kind of talked about that too. But mm-hmm. It was dumb popular. I don't really know how else to put it. Um, you said you you heard it a lot around campus when it yes, came out. the first day. It's like it's like one of those like old school moments where like you just hear people playing it like mm-hmm. just naturally like you know it was it was a dope moment. Yeah, I really that's the thing is I don't remember because it didn't have singles, bro. Like it had power, it had runaway. Um, the Yeezy taught me skit was funny. There's and no catchy. like club song on this one. There's no club song on this one, which is pretty interesting. But I do remember hearing Runaway at parties. I feel really? Like. Ew. I mean, on, just on some like it funny sounds, shit or like DJ depressing. was like trying to. Because that's the thing is, I feel like I could be wrong, but I do just feel like it got played um, just to get niggas a break or like mm. it's a new Kanye song. I gotta play it. But I even like looking it. back, like because you might hear. Like can't tell me nothing at the club, but you don't really hear any song on this album no. in the club. You might hear well, can't tell me nothing, Father so Stretch My Hands at the club. Yeah, but Father like, Stretch My Hands. Even definitely. the verse is terrible, but you still don't hear that. Like you don't really hear any of these songs when you go out, which is as good as the album is to not have any like really mm-hmm. smash. Because uh, I mean, power. I hate the fact that um, whenever a song becomes like the go-to com- uh, commercial song, or, like the go-to ru- like, movie it. song, yeah, I'm like, man, damn, like. And y'all don't even use none of the good parts. Y'all just using like <laughs> yeah, a little bit of the beat, like, a little bit of the beat. Like Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, then for that to be probably well, no, Runaway is probably the most successful song. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's that's been a lot of movies too. I think. And I always find, yeah, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. So gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Shout out to Pusha T's Salmon Blazer, my god So The Salmon Suit, I should say So he, so yeah, so Kanye returned to the scene of the crime one year later to do Runaway Which I thought was I mean, MTV was never going to tell Kanye West he couldn't come back like, the That's a great moment for them Like, okay, right. yeah Um but yeah, I just thought that was kind of clever in the way he set it up. Like now that now that moment is what made me want to like run away. I feel like when the video mm. came out, that's when I was like, "All right, this is a little bit too high art for me." A little too much. <laughs> but um, the VMA performance, I, I can't was afford all in. this. Okay. <laughs> the VMA performance, I was all in on. I ain't gonna pretend it like was dope. Uh, you know what aged bad, or maybe not aged bad, but like was foreshadowing. Kind of, I was writing this down. Kanye's first line on "So Appalled," he's like. I'm so appalled, spalled and bald. Donald Trump taking money from y'all. Like he he told us. 
He compares he compared himself to no, Donald no, Trump. No, that is that is something he told us. That is what's aged the worst from this decade of rap. This period. Of the, oh last, yeah, this Donald Trump rappers. A lot of rappers did that shit too. Uh, everybody did it. Yeah. Chains, Shine, Pharrell. These rappers and musicians just. Uh, what's it called? Them Sway Lee and the niggas did a whole "Up Like Trump" song. Up like Donald. That's my shit, bro. It's, Me it's and hard. Talk about that all the time. It's so hard. Go crazy. It's hard. Can't listen to it no more. Um, yeah, he, he was he was telling us 2010. He was MAGA. Mac Miller. Everybody, bro. Yeah. All these MAGA rappers. Like, no. <laughs> uh, but, but. All right, so Time Capsule. Um, do you think this album is like a 2010 specialty, or could it have been made this year, 2019? Is it still relevant? Hmm, that's a funny question. Did that matter in how you chose your album of the decade? Could it have been made today by Kanye? Hell no. That, so that, that, that kind of... <laughs> I've been thinking about like modifying this question, too, because it's, it's kind of... It has a lot of different prisms. It's like, could it still be made today by this artist? Could it still be made today, period? Um, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if Kanye was still in the in the 2012 mind state, I'm sure he could still make music of this quality. But I feel like Pablo was the closest thing to this album yeah. in terms of like he got a lot. That's of- why I like Pablo, bro. Yeah. That's really why I like Pablo is because yeah. it's like it's almost dark fantasy light. It's very dark because he has like a lot of people on songs and mm-hmm. it's a kind of a longer album. But could this be made today? I don't know. Because, I mean, it doesn't really have a particular... Does this... I mean, I'll ask you. Does this album have a particular sound of an, of 2010? Because I feel like it could be... It could, maybe it could be made today. I think it could Because it doesn't yeah. sound like... It doesn't sound like 2010. Because that's like the mixtape era of music where you have like Big Sean coming up and like uh-huh. Drake coming up. Like that music sounds like 2010. This music, Twisted Fan, doesn't really sound like 2010. It sounds like some future shit almost. Yeah. That's the thing is I don't... I feel like anytime I hear... Because to me, it's a cliche to be like, music is ahead of his time or blase speed. But, but Kanye really, because he's not making music that sounds like anything else that comes out when it comes out. And mm-hmm. then people kind of latch on to what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they, like, he's the wave. Um, I don't know if he's a wave anymore. Nah, he's and probably so, teetering off. But so that's the thing is, I don't know if this album could still be made in 2019, but I think whatever, I don't, I don't know. So I'm kind of like, Turning my own question into a circular one, because I'm like, I feel like only Kanye could have made this album. Only Kanye could have made this album, because but of also, where he is now, I don't see it. But that's the thing is like the, the sort of popularity aspect of it is mm-hmm. like I don't know. So that's the thing is like if Kanye made this exact album today, will we care? I think that's what I'm trying to get. It's like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Kanye has kind of ruined his public standing to where he could make another dark fantasy, and we'd all be like. You ruined it, bro. Like we was like we we was that's, all rooting for you, and now I, that's I don't a, that's know. a good question because I mean, <laughs> but the flip side of that, I asked this, I asked this with, with Beyonce a lot. Is like if Beyonce has so much goodwill, mm-hmm. if she were to ever make a bad album, would people call her on it? Would they notice? I'm not a big Beyonce like I don't know her record like that, but isn't like Sasha Fierce her bad album? Isn't that like the album like I don't bad? like Sasha Fierce. I'm sure that like. If you walk into a room of a hundred hive members, they'd stomp you out if you said. But you I mean, I feel like I feel like. That, but that's my point: is her goodwill is so high. It is that like but I feel people like, are blind. I feel like that's to the, the album people like me know that I, that's kind of the one where it wasn't really hitting like that. Because mm-hmm. I I I feel like I kind of look at certain com- like I look at um the track list and like they're not really too many. Yeah, songs. no, I'm Sasha Fierce. Even the songs that are big aren't really like. Like the the true Beyonce fans don't really go to bat for those songs, so I am Sasha Fierce is me. I'm so uh, I'm I'm recording. Larry said that I'm just pointing. No, it I'm, out. I'm I'm doing lemonade <laughs> with with uh, Ray Pay. Shout out to Rachel. I'm doing hey. lemonade with Ray Pay on Saturday. Um, 
And we kind of got into, I'm, I'm definitely going to rehash this with her because we kind of got into like, so we were talking about, I kind of threw it out, so I'm working with her on Be Great DC now. Mm-hmm. And we had a retreat a few weeks ago and we was having dinner one night and I just to like get niggas all up in arms, I kind of threw out the question, like what the hell happened with a decade? So my ho- so uh, shout out to Chad, I'm trying to get him out here to do DS2. He said Dirty Sprite too. And when I tell you, Rachel... It's a DS2? Yeah. When I tell you, Rachel <laughs> damn near had a heart attack. She was like, there is no way the DS2 was the album of the decade. It blows a split. And she went ahead and said Lemonade was hers. And I was just kind of like, it's all about like the impact on the individual. I was like, if you right. really about to sit here and pretend like DS2 didn't have every black man on Twitter, and I'm going to go with the toxic and the non-toxic. Like, Future had a hold on... That was, that was peak Future, absolutely. He had a hold on the black man's imagination that's kind of like incomparable in today's music 2015 scene, Jeremy yeah I was definitely yeah definitely I, bro I was never I liked Future and I remember um cause I don't I mean I would just download tapes to download them I wasn't really right. listening to them I had Monster on my laptop one and my homeboy was banging it I was like what the fuck is this he's like Monster and I was like I have Monster that was not and I realized I don't listen to fuck up some comments so I didn't know what the fuck was Ooh, on there my shit so I listened to it one night and I was like Oh, oh, it's different. And, and then I listened to Beast Mode, and I was like, oh. And then I listened to 56 Nights, and I was like, oh, he's the greatest rapper of all time. Never <laughs> Take it back. I don't niggas know. was saying Future Vandross. Like, niggas, the hyperbole of Future bro, in that future, moment. I was a Future Vandross. I was Future High, bro. A good future Hendrix. I was a good six months Future High. So, Codeine was hitting different back in those, those days. Yeah. So I said, I have to say, like, if you have enough goodwill, bro, like, you could put out because Future's still riding that summer's goodwill. Right. I don't think Nate Vegas has made a good album since Beast Mode. No, what, what was well, it? I, I like Beast Mode. What was the Yellow album? Um, either Future or Hendrix, one of the two. <laughs> but that's the thing, bro. I, <laughs> I, I, I listened to both of them and I was just very much unmoved. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if like I just got caught up in the hype, but yeah, I don't know. But it's like, yo, if you, if you. Managed to, like I said, capture enough folks' imagination for enough for a long enough period of time. It's like, yeah. you can do whatever you want to do, bro. Like niggas is not about to. So, that, and that's the thing is, I don't know. I don't know. Beyonce could literally be like, I've been at home with the, with the twins, and I've just been but, reading. Okay. No, so hear me out. So, so Beyonce, be like, I've been home with the twins, and I've just been reading. Um, the phone book, and I, I, it's, it's actually poetic to me, and I just want to sing the phone she book. Tweaks out for a couple of years for ninety minutes. I wonder if folks would be like, "Is Beyonce okay?" Be or they would be like, "Beyonce has found beauty in even the most unbeautiful things." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I think so. She did drop two albums this year, and I feel like they they were like not like, you know, her. I guess maybe studio albums are part of her kind of core discography, but she did drop some albums this year and they weren't like, they were kind of hot for a weekend and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like the Homecoming album and then even though it was a live album, it was the Netflix joint. I, then, I saw some Beyonce backlash on the social media this year and I was like, what? I, I left it alone because I yeah. ain't trying to get ate up. So, I mean, I think, yeah, it's possible. But I think, I think I really like the question, like could this album be made to like today with Twisted Fantasy? I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. I think... I mean, we see what he's making today, and it's not Twisted Fantasy. You know? We see what he's making today. It's not Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just very much like, <laughs> he still makes good music. Does in a, he? In a way. It's not today, bad. Is it bad? Or is it? I don't. Is it bad? It's, I don't think it's good. I think it's, I think it's mediocre. It's, 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 it's mid. Nothing, nothing, nothing mid. special about it. I'll go with mid. Um, I think he's just lost his, 
This is me. I don't know. But he's so lost he, his focus so to I, a degree. I guess, and like you said, we're not talking about today, Kanye. I um, so let me get in and out. <laughs> I kind of came to this. I came to this epiphany about Kanye. So I, I was I was annoyed about Kanye trying to be like New Kirk Franklin with sex what? songs. I was like, yo, you're not about to try because I know around, so anxious around bro. Life of Pablo. Uh, no, but time? I mean with um with him remixing like so anxious and all oh with the su- Sunday service yeah Sunday service joints and I was like, but I I had, my homeboy kind of convinced me that like for the people who are following Kanye who didn't grow up with genuine who just who don't know no better he might be leading them to Christ and I was like huh, when you put it like that know. sure fine whatever I don't know so I was actually excited to hear him remix like current music so for him to come out with new mid shit I was like. Man, the remixes sounded good at least. Like I was morally, I was against them, but like you put, I was, a, you put a church choir on anybody, they sound good. Yeah, that is black. Black church is undefeated. Black churches are forever undefeated. Never lose. Next question: Are you still listening to Dark Fantasy regularly, or was it a part of a special moment in time for you? Ten years from now, will you still be listening to? It? I think I think I kind of revisit it maybe once or twice a year. So yeah, I definitely I'll definitely still be listening in ten years. I think. It's like a, my favorite song changes every time I listen. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely an album. Uh, Ten years from now, twenty years from now, I, I have the album on vinyl. So, yeah. even if somehow streaming is destroyed, I'll still be listening to it. So I got the physical version. Shout out to the children. Hopefully, they appreciate it. Yeah, I, I got the physical CD. I need to get it on vinyl. I um, yeah, it's just been hard, man. I feel like going on these sort of boycotts. It's like. And I, I mean, Kanye ain't as bad as R. Kelly. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to like reconcile that on Gorgeous. He's talking about what's the Black Beetle anyway? A fucking roach. That's why. Yeah. That's why they. It's a good, Jerome get more time than Brandon. You know, they like, all up in my. Yeah, he's he's really speaking some like shit that okay that relates to what we go through. Like it's some real shit. Yeah, I, I feel like he he sort of perfectly managed. To balance the, um, like the the period the the so I guess Watch the Throne and and Dark Fantasy are of the same period. Yeah. I feel like those two albums is just like, cause I wanted to watch the throne with somebody. I do think it's probably in my top five of the of the decade. And the pushback I got on it was that like people didn't like it because it was so rich. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of opulent. I'm not gonna pretend like it wasn't. Yeah. But they did opulence decadence. But what they did a good job of doing. Which I really ascribe to then. I don't, I hate capitalism now as a concept, but in the moment, they did a really good job of convincing me that I could do it too. Right. And I felt like, like inspired to this yeah, level. Like of it was very aspirational, but not in a, it was opulent. But that's the thing is, I think the music still sounded good. The music sounded good, but, but beyond <laughs> that, it was like, it, it takes a level of, of talent to like brag and inspire at the same fucking time. I feel like, Hope is really good at it, obviously, but yeah. a, a lot of these rappers aren't good at it. They're just good at telling you what the fuck they got. It's right. never about, like, here's how I did it, and here's a blueprint for you to do it, too. Like, I mean, that's why Hope calls the blueprint, obviously, but it's like, it it takes a level of, like, expertise to, like, not turn somebody off by constantly telling me about what you have. Right. To To make me also feel like I got it by, like, force of will and working hard and connections and just being a good person. And if you do all those things too, you also can own many basquiats. You know what I'm saying? Like just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But it, it was it was less bootstrappy and more like Yeah, it was it was like some rap braggadocious shit. Like this is what I got. Like and they try to but they they did like factor in like the black excellence part mm-hmm. of murder excellence. So like you started to see like the beginning of like the black 
excellence being a part of like the mm-hmm. mainstream conversation. So they definitely they definitely appealed to like that part of like folks' sensibilities. And I think for me, like for Watch the Throne, like it was just just dope ass album. Yeah. So that, that that I think yeah I don't I don't think that album could be made again today in terms of like the time capsule piece because like these albums are very similar. Beyonce and Hove made Summer it. Too. It's called Everything Is Love. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So I I think like when it comes to dark fantasy, it's it's. Power is an opulent song, but I mean, the, the video was meant to be opulent. When mm-hmm. I think about it, I think about like a war march or like, I thought about, I, th- I mean, I thought about this when we talked about it earlier too, just the notion of like watching a play, but like elevated. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does feel like, it's why I like all of the lights. It's like, it's a really good intermission, bro. It's like a really dope light show. And it's like, Okay, cool. Next play. You know what right, I mean? It's right. like I'd be sad if I didn't have all the lights play in my in my life. For I, feel, I feel you. I feel you on that. So um, it just kind of brings joy. Like, I don't need it, but at the same time, it's like if I didn't have all, if I didn't have like that room to go to in the museum, I'd be like, I feel like this album yeah. is missing something. It's it's very cinematic. It's very artistic. Like true, like truly artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think in a way, if you're gonna be opulent, you also have to be cinematic. You know what I'm saying? If if, if you're gonna be that rich, it has to be a movie. Right. It can't just be some like run of the mill type shit. You have to make it a, a like like it's almost like I think <laughs> the way I appreciate it is that like obviously rap's always been like super braggadocious, look at my watch, look at my chain. Mm-hmm. But they almost elevated it to like not even look at my chain. Look at this art that I got. Yeah. Like it's another level of that rap like look, look wealth at this chain shit. in front of this portrait in this big ass room I'm right. <laughs> so it was like a different level of like bragging rap that like yeah. I could appreciate anytime. Even with capitalism. <laughs> I can appreciate it. That sounds terrible. Eat the rich. Um, okay. Second to last question. Artists love claiming... Well, I don't even want to do this one. Artists love claiming growth on future projects. Um, well, yeah, is, it, is this Kanye's best project in your opinion, or has there been some discernible positive growth in his music? I think this is definitely his best project. Not my favorite, but like best project yet, definitely. Like, just like we said before, just the attention to detail on everything, using people's voices as like 30 second instruments, like his commitment to rap again was just like something I appreciated that like I think rapping wise, I don't think any other album can touch his rapping on this one. And then just the production is, I don't have a better word for crazy, but it's crazy. Like throughout the songs, like, so that that's why I think this is his best album. And then as far as growth, I mean, I didn't like Jesus. I didn't, I mean, Life of Pablo had its, had like it was like high and low, uh, and then after that, yay and Jesus King, I don't really count. Mm-hmm. So definitely his best album in my opinion. And then uh, I don't know how much he's grown since this album. I, I I really can't call that one. Like it just seems like he's trying to search for some shit that yeah, I don't he know had, was he out seemed longing for something. Something I can't quite tell what. Shout out to Hell of a Life. I feel like we haven't brought that song up. One that was time. the first song in Jesus, I believe. <laughs> That sounds like Jesus. It is a very Jesus-y song. That's and my favorite Jesus song, not on Jesus. If it was on Jesus, I might like Jesus better. Same here. Absolutely. Funny enough. Like if, but that's the thing. If it's, Also, if Hell of a Life was on Jesus, I probably wouldn't have heard it. If I would cut it off before I got there. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. But I listened to Jesus one time through and just was wholly unmoved. Like, I, I like, so he did a version of Bound live. That's the thing is, Bound don't have no drums, and it always throws me off that, like, there are no drums on that song. It's like waiting for this shit to slap, yeah, and it bro, don't like, ever slap. where's the beat, dog? Because, um, like, he, he gave us Twisted Fantasy, Watch the Throne, and then Jesus? Get out of here. And what made me doubly mad about Jesus? I remember I was still a senior at Howard, and he was going on his promo <laughs> tour for Jesus. And I remember he went on Kemo with that voice. 
like what the who is this nigga? And and he was actively trying to convince. Like I mean, he was doing like the new slave promo and shit like that, and trying to tell tell us all we were slaves. Capitalism. At the Selling same time, three hundred thousand dollar t shirts, plain white tees. I was like. Don't get me started. I'm not buying a fucking thing from you ever again. Don't get me started. <laughs> Straight up, bro. I was like, I'm not buying shit else from you, bro. You have lost me entirely. Because lyrically, that album, I don't give a fuck. Anybody says you could talk about what the song Black Skinhead, cool. Mm-hmm. The lyrics on that album are so bad. So poo. And then I think going to my listening experience, like I was like, okay, it's gonna get better at some point. It's gonna get better at some point. Like it's it's gonna take a step and like he's this this weird alt shit that he's trying to do, not even very well. It's gonna it's gonna turn. Nope. I was mad he put blood on the leaves on there. I was like, man, that's a waste of time. Right. You could have put that on 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 Dark Fantasy. Shit. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> like, um, Cruel Summer also can go into the Oh, yeah. Dark it's Fantasy. definitely because it's the opulence and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I guess Jesus does too, technically, but I just want to like, like it's, separate it's, it out. It's almost, man. you know, to your, it, it does because like the darkness of some songs on Twisted Fantasy, it's almost like Yeezus is like the culmination of that, where yeah, he's just like, yeah. he's completely off the scale. Like it's... But when, when, you, when you put it like that, because I mean, you brought up the fact that like he's kind of straddling, like understanding that he is a monster while still being the monster. And all right. Yeezus is almost like... This is He it. fell back over the fence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was, like he almost reached enlightenment and then he didn't. And, that, and that's because he's going back and forth throughout yeah. this whole album. Like, okay, he's his power, the the monster. Then he's okay, you know, blame game, whatever, run away, trying to be, you know, self reconciliation. I mean, pop, the, the the hook on power is no one match had all this exactly. power, and then he has a song on Jesus called "I Am a God." Yeah, so it's, it's like it's the tail end, just falling completely off right. the face of the earth. Yep, but it's so, so but, they're all kind of related. But it is weird, though. I mean, uh, we 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 reached the end of the questions, kind of. Um, but this is actually a good conversation because when you bring that up, like I never thought about that. Like, the yeah, idea he's giving you like the fact that he's acknowledging this shit, but at the same time, fuck us and nail on the whole cast. But no, but no, so what? No, what's, fun, <laughs> what's funny is like, so the question, the, the question we just talked about is like positive growth, right? And so it's like, I'm thinking about the fact <laughs> it's all the way there. <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing, right? So like, I, what, what I think about, so if Dark Fantasy is his best album, which I think we both agree it is, or his his best sort of like objective album objectively mm-hmm. how we approach it um i think that like most times when we think about like an artist like reaching their sort of creative peak or whatever or just sort of like a like sort of moment of enlightenment mm-hmm. they come out of it a better person <laughs> it's almost like he backslid bro like i've he never did. i've did. never known for somebody to put out their best work and then suddenly be like a worse person for it right cuz just just think about like 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 the lyrics he's spitting and gorgeous and then like to go to like Jesus is like you know y'all niggas balling in the D League. I'm speaking swag Healy. Like where do you go? How do you do that? He's always made up words. So I'm I'm a, I remember I got annoyed when he said on oh, can't tell me nothing. Um, what he say? Don't ever spend. I don't remember now. But he used he used apologizing instead of apologizing. Oh right right right. That's what I was like, about. End up end up apologizing. Don't ever fix your lips like collagen to say something where you gonna end up apologizing. I was like. <laughs> You know, you got to play with it a little bit, make it rhyme. You can play with it a little bit, but that's why Akili shit was, that was a new one. Yeah. Uh, and all he did was add a G in there, but I'm still just kind of like. Mm. So like what to, so what happened to go from like this level of focus to Yeezus where it's just like, you know, some of the songs don't really sound like they're finished and, you know, the, the production is just kind of sloppy and like there's, it's like from complete form, complete focus 
on Twisted Fantasy. And then at the end of this era with Yeezus, it's like, just fuck it, whatever sticks on the wall, I'm going to throw it up. If it sticks, cool, whatever. I'm rocking with this shit. I'm, I'm kind of out of my mind. And like, it's just the complete 180. This shit is wild. I don't want to blame it on his adopted family, but it does seem like they Were they together a, at that point? Yeah. Because this was after Cruel Summer, and he dropped a cold video, and Kim was in the cold video. It's a lot. Like, if we, I'm, I'm gonna like really sit down when the day when I'm bored, like diagnose their shit. It's, it's a combination of everything. It's like the relationships. It's his mom, I think, mm-hmm. which is problematic to say, but I think it's part of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's no, that's uh, definitely part of it. I think it's a lot of the mental health thing, him being bipolar. I think it's just being an artist and being highly scrutinized. Like it's, it's. I think it's every single thing. All these theories, it's all of it. But what's, what's? I guess the thing I always like hated, but also found intriguing about his mom is that um, obviously she had her own sort of demons. If she was trying to, if she was that determined to get that that surgery, with that mm. life, whatever she was trying to get, because she had to go to three doctors to get it done. Like mm-hmm. the third doctor is the one who like gave her approval. And so it's, I always thought it was weird that like I'm sure it's always affected Kanye. I'm, I'm sure he might have known it, but it's like if your mom is your support system, and then you find out that she was so fucked up too, to where like she had these insecurities where she needed to get plastic surgery done. It's like, damn, what do I, I feel like that that would have to ruin sort of like your foundation if your mm-hmm. rock also isn't as like sturdy as you thought she was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and not even to the point of like y'all can't even talk about it. It's like her lack of sturdiness killed her. You know what I mean? It's not It's not like she had the surgery and then had like complications and then died later. It's like, no, nah, the surgery killed her. And so now Kanye got to deal with the fact that like, oh, fuck, my mom had these demons. I was able to like pay for her to like... Yeah, finance this. I was able to finance like... Yeah. The, the I was able to finance the, the worst sort of things for her mm-hmm. and now she's dead because of me. I'm, I, it's not his fault, but I'm sure he's definitely right. like, breaking with that. There's no yeah, absolutely. like I killed my support system. I think it's definitely part of it. Like, and then being in this fake world with the Kardashians, it's it's all of that. Mental health, it's our being an artist and being one of the greatest artists and trying to live up to your old shit. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, yeah, it's being a black man too. Like I'm talking about everything. Yeah. And then being problematic too. <laughs> being and then problematic. Trying to figure Support I mean, just being, just being in here, I mean, just not knowing no better, bro. At the end of the day, they we still learning, unlearning a lot of stuff. Like, game is a game. I, I just, I'm just always intrigued by how they have like a fucking cavalcade of kids now. They making the West six, like they not about to get divorced. So it's like I'm just, all, I'm just very intrigued by the so fact that they Kim Kardashian really. My, my problematic uh, hot take would be that I feel like, actually, I don't. Even know. I was so I was driving over. I was like, I feel like if they ever broke up, he might make another great album. That might be what it takes. But then I think because now he has kids, so it's probably different. I think beforehand with Amber Rose, like that relationship, because she was just so different for him, and you know, he he probably exoticized this white woman with the fat ass and all this shit. Like that breakup was like okay, creatively, I'm gonna pour differently into this project. But I think now, if that happened, I could not gonna speak into it because I mean they look happy together, but. I think now it will be different because there's kids involved and there's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I'm middle age, man. Kanye, right. 45 years old, bro. It's like old. You know, nigga ain't about to. <laughs> shout, shout out to this decade, too, of like, because that, that is something I always, not necessarily kept track of, but I always wondered, like, even as a little kid, I was like, how long can rappers rap? You know what I mean? Like, I remember realizing how old Hove was when, um, I want to say, like, Blue Pen 2 dropped. And I was like, <laughs> 
I'm he ain't like cool no more. No, I mean not cool no more. But I'm just like, how much longer can you be cool? Right. You know what I mean? It's like you 35, like because we compare it to sports. Yeah. So when you're 35 right. in sports, you're done. You're done. And yeah. I just kind of like, you about to keep rapping? Like, you sure you want to do this? Like, bro, like I can get like, and I mean, naive 10, 11 year old me is like, I can guarantee you, nobody wants to hear a 50 year old rapper, bro. I promise you. And here I am, just a 50 year old. Yeah. So the game is the game, but yeah, man. Um, it's weird sitting with this album again for like I listened to it maybe three or four times this week, mm-hmm. and then like really getting excited because I love this album and thinking of where kind of is now. It's like, do I even want? I don't know. He's just so off my radar now. But if, if, if but that's the thing. If it's good, I feel like niggas are, will embrace it. It just got to be. good. But like, what's the? What's this. his mind state like? Okay, is he? He's supported Trump for like, like over some couple years now. And how much is that going to be in his music? Because I think he had some Trump shit on the last couple albums. I can't remember. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, I listened to, I so listened to Ye or... So um, I'm like, even let's say, for instance, that album is like great. If he's still talking this Donald Trump shit, it's going to be a no for me, dog. But see, that's the thing, bro, is I feel... So, um, not to say that you that you want me to have it both ways or that. Mm. Um, this is what you was getting at, but I didn't listen to Daytona or Keep That Same Energy last year, and I felt like I told people that, and they were like, "How could you not?" And I was like, "Kanye West produced the entire like both of them," and I, I heard of Rose and Harlem like later on, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta catch up." But mm. I was like, I just don't want to hear like the point at which I'm condoning. That's the thing is, I don't know how to separate. It, obviously, it's not R. Kelly level listening to a pedophile singing about sex, mm. but it's also like. If I don't agree with you fundamentally, but if Trump's I'm not, not president anymore, <laughs> that's what it's gonna take. That's what it's gonna take. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm playing, just playing. No, but no, like I, I agree. Like I'm not. I can't. I think it's funny. Like having a conversation about this. Like I, we're technically still. So I don't know about you how you listen to this album, but like I was streaming it. So technically, I'm still supporting him, even though I'm listening to his old shit. Mm-hmm. So like trying to rectify that. But then looking forward, like, I'm not going to publicly go on, like, Twitter and say, oh, my God, Twisted Fantasy is a great fucking album. I'm not going to, like, publicly support him in the way that I used to. I'm not going to, yeah. like, buy any tickets for his shows anymore. Yeah. I don't want to see this nigga live. I'm not going <laughs> to buy any, any more of this nigga's albums on vinyl. Like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, the way I consume music now is through streaming. So still going back and listening to college dropout like that's still mm-hmm. it's minuscule but it's still putting money in his, his right going up his stream so i think that for me is something i'm wrestling in terms of like okay how do i i mean the minuscule I, I, that's the thing is like people i got into that argument once where i was kind of like arguing that we shouldn't listen to r kelly no more mm-hmm. and a dude basically threw that at me and was like i mean if my pennies is what take him over the top and i was like that shouldn't even be like the argument right. in a way, bro. Like, so you're acknowledging that like you are giving him pennies though. So no so you're matter still how, supporting, right? You're like, still no supporting. matter how small the amount is, what you're doing is like giving him incentive to keep recording. And if his rec- and if like he needs motivation to record, I'm sure he's not thinking about grown ass women. Like, it's it's just like a, right. It it takes a lot for me to be like. I'm not supporting R. Kelly by like streaming his music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely still are. Definitely know, still there's are. There's a lot of gymnastics to be like, even though I pay for a streaming service, my my pennies <laughs> that like I pay toward him ain't doing shit for him. It's like he's depending on all of our pennies, bro. I, like, I'll, I'll say this: if you listen to R. Kelly in 2019 on streaming service, I just want you to really like 
Think about who he's singing to. Not going to get into any of the details. Just think about who he's singing to Consider. every single time you listen to that shit. But what's so, what's, what's so like painstaking to me is like he's on Cruel Summer. He is. People were still working with R. Kelly. He's on Chance's album. People were still working with R. Kelly up until like 16-ish. Mm-hmm. And I think like I think I might talk about this on your show, but it's like that's partially why I didn't really take it serious the first time because it was like if we all know he did it, but ain't none of us gonna get rid of him. My sister's the biggest R. Kelly fan. I'm like, yo, if black women themselves are not gonna stand up to this nigga, I, I'm not about to deprive myself of musical genius because y'all because y'all can't get y'all act together on the nigga. But like, it was weird because like you had yes, there are still like a lot of black women supporting him, but then. On the other hand, there's like a lot of black women who were like, get this nigga out of here yeah, and mute R. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. it's it's weird. Black it's people re- are not a monolith. That's the thing. I wish we could have like just one convention a year where like we just voted <laughs> These on These are the black day. rules this right. year. These are the rules for if this year. If you violate this year, if you like these rules this year, right. you, you got some repercussions. You know what I'm saying? We will, we will punish you. And I feel like the Kanye one would be interesting because like, yes, no, he's definitely not an R. Kelly, but his support of Donald Trump is still problematic that's that's what i'm still wrestling with like damn i have so many memories like pre i think like jesus when i started cutting it off like i'm not fucking this jesus nigga but like (laughs) prior to that like is something i'm wrestling with like damn like i'm still supporting him and he's supporting the president (laughs) it's it's fucked up yeah no his his rhetoric is definitely dangerous and it's like i don't but that's that's what i was trying to get at earlier too when i was talking about i think he really thinks he's a prophet is i think he really thinks that like He'll heal the racial divide and then be recognized as like this generation. And we gotta shoot. shut all that shit down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you saying slavery is a choice, like fam. And then and then that's the that's the fucked up part. Motherfuckers agreed with him. <laughs> like motherfuckers sat up here and say, well, you know, slavery was kind of a choice. They could have just walked their ass out the plantation. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, here I go. Don't do it. No, he he's not wrong in that, like, could they have fought back? Sure. It wouldn't have worked, but like he's not wrong that like Slavery was a choice. His argument was that, like, I don't know what his argument. His argument seems to be that, like, it's all in your mind, and it's like, no, that was actually like a physical no, impediment. No, not this whip that's coming on my back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that seems to be his little argument is that, like, all we had to do was fight back, and slavery would have ended. And it's like, that's a little bit easier said than done for a nigga who was never a slave. <laughs> like, yeah. chill out, dog. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I say, I, I I understand like semantically where he was coming from. Just the the notion of like we could have chosen to like go on a suicide mission instead of be slaves. Like yeah, you're 100 percent right. But I think people like to live, bro. People don't know what's as much faith as I got, as religious as I am. I don't know what's coming next in the afterlife. I don't. I ain't ready to die, bro. <laughs> like so, it's easy. To, yeah. It's easy to be like just go ahead and like pray, hope for the best. It's all in your mind, but. Uh, I'm sure people would rather wake up the next day than like revolt and hope they live. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Not, it's not a good way of putting it, Kanye West. So it's just the, the yeah supporting him in whatever way that we do is it's just something that needs to be like I don't know looked at because I don't know where he's at right now. Yeah, we gonna have the let's talk. Bro, gonna host the very first Black People Convention in, <laughs> in 2020. We gonna get to 2022. A couple years to we're gonna need. We gonna need some time. That's the thing, bro. I swear to God, man. If we just get all thirteen percent of us in the in the same DC convention center room, we would never. I'm not, not for nothing. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't. It would. It would just be like how, like like most um, college uh, 
meetings runs. Like niggas just talking and then we blow like two things. Yeah. Niggas talk about this could have been an email. It's like you wouldn't open the email. Yeah. But no, I am I'm with that. Like one day it'll be dope just to get everybody on the same page, but I don't know how realistic that is. I don't know if these happen either. Twisted Fantasy, great album, great album of the decade. Yeah, final thoughts. What, 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 I mean, final here? thoughts. So I'm trying to say my final thoughts without looking at the present day. I mean, I think so. Twisted Fantasy, it's it's his best album. It's my favorite album of the decade. So it kind of reaches both criteria in terms of best and favorite for mm-hmm. me. Um, and yeah, I think that's just the thing when I listen to it now. The biggest thing that jumps out to me is just how focused and dialed in he was in those moments and just to, for the lyrically, for production wise, for the features, like everything, even though there are moments in the album where I could nitpick and take off, like everything kind of has a purpose mm-hmm. and nothing's like, I think from his perspective, like from fans perspective, we might say, oh, that's kind of a filler. But I think from his perspective, it's just like everything is where it needs to be. And I think for albums that came out after, it's just not. That's all I got. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. No, I didn't add. Um, I I think like this was a very good start to the decade. It came out in twenty ten. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very almost good ten year story. reunion coming up yes. for this album next year. Very good sort anniversary. Of, it, it works as a time capsule and sort of where we wish he was current day. Um it would be a very Kanye thing to do to but he hasn't toured for any of his other album anniversaries, so I don't think he'd do it for this one. But I, I'm definitely ain't going. I mean, if he if he was just gonna do this album and like nothing else, then maybe because mm-hmm. he gonna throw in some uh, Jesus is King. He, he gonna, gonna throw... he gonna walk out in the red hat. It's gonna be on backwards. So you yeah, see and everybody there gonna be looking crazy. Like, oh, this is this is still the Kanye. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, I, to your point, he um he did like a he, he did a Sunday service in Detroit, and then he showed the Jesus is King movie at a um at a Detroit venue, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I forget whose video it was, but Kanye was there. And they like panned out to the crowd and it was packed and it was supposed to have been sort of triumphant. Like I thought y'all said Kanye was canceled. And it's like get like it was all white people who like drove into Detroit for the show. Of course. It was like, man, like these are not Detroiters, bro. Like, you, only <laughs> only black folks was the choir. You know, you, you know what I mean? It's like, man, if you if you really think that like black people, I don't know. There are there are a number of people, one of my closest friends, Chinaman, is very much well, he's just like very Kanye's a troll. And so why why do we feed the troll? Which is true. He's a troll. Mm. I, I don't know I if he's like a troll. A, but I, I think like he really bad. believes, like you said, I think he believes he's a prophet, which is dangerous. Which, which both, I think both things can be true. But that's why I feel like a bad yeah. critic, bro. I, I don't really, I don't know, man. People, it's too personal. It's not even too personal, but people, people are strange. People have their own separate motivations. People are singular sort of entities, bro. And so, like, to put myself, I try to put myself in people's shoes a lot of the time just to be empathic. And that's that's where I'm coming from with like the Kanye slavery is a choice thing. Is like I get what he was getting at. It was a dumb thing to say, but I am like the notion of slaves could have fought back is I'm sure not Kanye didn't like he's not the first person to say that. Yeah, you know I I think I think when he says it, it's like ignoring the times that we did fight back, right? And like did take the 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 the, what am I looking for? Take control of our situation. Like, mm-hmm. we did do that. And, I mean, like, yeah, they, sometimes got away and sometimes did not get away. There are mad black... I, I was um, part of a process a few years ago with some older black men who, like... And to a man, like, pretty much everybody... It was it was a, a split, a, a clean split between 30 and under and 30 and up. And it was, like, everybody 35, 30, 35 and up 
was literally like, yeah, we as black people aren't like self-sufficient enough. And me and my homeboy was like, Black Wall Street? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, come on, dude. Like, quite literally, like, literally they burn shit down when we build it. Like, right. what are y'all talking that's, about? That's what kills me like, when, like, you know, the biggest threat or the only thing we need to do as black folks is, you know, arm ourselves. Which I'm like, I respect that that's what you want to do, but they have tanks, my nigga. I can never acquire a tank in my they have life. Been, they have been planning for civil for this for the next civil war for at least the last hundred years. Your little bro. gun and shotgun is not going to do shit to a tank for at least the last hundred. You years. saw what happened in Ferguson. Folks love talk about. I mean, we from two black ass cities. I've seen people talk about um, if civil war happened, they can come wrecking around to Detroit. And it's like, no, you don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. For them, for them to actually like drop a bomb on downtown, bro. Like, come on, like we do not need that smoke. <laughs> like, chill out. Um, yeah, but uh, still free the people for what that's worth. Eat the rich, free the people. Um, Jay Hurt, appreciate you coming on the Thank show. Thank you. My brother. We talked about everything today. We did talk about everything. <laughs> it's a, I'm, I'm going to try and timestamp it, but I don't know. It's also shorter than the other ones have been. So oh, true. Like, so we, we good. We good. Yeah, we good. All right, brother, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thanks one more time to Jeremy. Uh, part nine of the album of the Decade series is on the way. Shout out to Ray Pay, Miss Rachel Payton. She chose Beyonce's Lemonade. So, uh, great conversation. Soon to come. Um, I want to release nine music episodes in between the albums of the decade series episodes for two reasons. One, just general diversity or whatever. But then two, there is an albums of the decade series feed separate from the West Houston radio feed um, that I'm trying to populate with just these episodes. So if you're not already um, subscribed to that feed, type in albums of the decade. It should be the first one that pops up and wherever you're streaming your podcast, subscribe to that. Um, like review. I'm try. I try not to care so much about the numbers. I've tried not to care so much about them in the past because I always wanted to be a hipster who did it for the love. But it's 2020. I've not given up on this thing yet, so I should probably start caring about the numbers so I can like do something with it. So yeah. Um, every little thing helps. Like review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to do the same, and I, I would really appreciate it. So yes, what's Husum? What's Husum.com? Everything going on there. A uh, new piece, like I said, from Miss Ryan Morgan at the top. Um, albums of the decade first seven parts and now this one um, songs of the year stuff I wrote um, consulting still going strong playlist photography everything going on there so yes please check all that out um, and thanks for listening guys I really do appreciate it 2020 is going to be a great year for the brand and with your help um, we're going to go some places so thanks again uh, talk to you all soon bye Think I just fell in love with a porn star Turn the camera on, she a porn star Turn the coroners in a foreign car Call the coroners through the CPI She gave that old nigga Oza Bittersweet taste made his gold teeth ache, uh Make a knee shake, make a priest faint, uh Make a nun come, make a cremate, uh Move downtown, cop a sweet space, uh Living life like we want a sweet space, what? We headed to hell for heaven's sakes, huh? Well, I'ma levitate, make the devil wait, yeah Have you lost your mind? Tell me what you think we crossed the line No more drugs for me Pussy and religion is all I